to Episode 3 of the Legacy Video Lounge. I'm your host, Steve Pender. I'm a personal historian and a video biographer, and I'm president of Family Legacy Video Incorporated in Tucson, Arizona. In uh, this segment, I'm going to do my best to answer the question, what's a video biography? (laughs) Or otherwise known as a legacy video. And I'll get started on that right after this. Ah, the wine of the table saw, the sweet smell of that sawdust, and the tap of a hammer on the nail. My dad's a woodworking ace. Now his grandkids will learn their grandpa's more than just a guy who built our dining room table. Thanks to Family Legacy Video. Now you can share your life stories in a custom legacy video your family will cherish. To learn more, visit FamilyLegacyVideo.com or call 520-743-4090. That's 520-743-4090. FamilyLegacyVideo.com. So, what's a video biography? Well, essentially, you can think of a video biography or a legacy video as a personal documentary. You've seen documentaries, I'm sure, if, if you've watched the History Channel or, uh, or you've watched public television here in, in the U.S. Uh, they air a lot of documentaries, and especially the Ken Burns documentaries, you know, the Civil War series, Jazz, Mark Twain, etc., etc., etc. So uh, factual programs that uh, deal with topics ranging from people's lives or historical events, that sort of thing. And uh, that incorporate narration, interviews, uh, all sorts of visuals like photos. Um, We'll get more into visuals in in a little bit. And, uh, you know, in the past, these kinds of productions, primarily because of, you know, cost uh, and, and, uh, what shall I say, access to technology have been the domain of large studios or people with deep pockets. But now, thanks to, I guess you could call it the uh, democratization of, of video and, and the lower prices for video equipment and uh, software, more and more people are trying their hands at preserving, celebrating, and sharing personal life stories uh, using video. And, uh, and that's what I'm all about as a, as a video biographer. Now, video biographies or legacy videos uh, can have a, a variety of production levels or production styles, if you prefer. Um, and that'll, what will determine the style and uh, the, the production value, you could call it, of a, of a video biography is essentially going to be budget, of course, that's a big one, and, uh, and who's producing uh, the video biography, whether you hire a uh, professional video biographer like myself or whether you're a, a do-it-yourselfer. Uh, so uh, video biographies can have um, a variety of forms and formats. They can be very simple. Uh, just uh, say what we call in the business a talking head, just someone you see on screen telling his or her stories. Or you can take those interviews and do something much more involved, uh, make it really a full-fledged documentary-style treatment. And being able to incorporate things like visuals and music and sound effects can really enhance and embellish uh, a video biography. And uh, just to give you an example of that, now, years ago, I, I was doing some webinars, and I put a, 
a couple of video clips online that uh, people taking the webinars could go and look at. And these two clips contrast these two different styles, the, just the basic talking head uh, versus what I called in the webinar talking head plus, but essentially a documentary style treatment. Now, I have these two clips online, so you're, you're welcome to go and take a look at them. Uh, they're not part of the regular navigation on the Family Legacy Video site, so let me give you the address, and that would be uh, familylegacyvideo.com forward slash talking and a dash, you know, hyphen, head, and a forward slash. Again, that's familylegacyvideo.com, talking head, forward slash, and in between talking and head, you need that, that dash, that hyphen. And essentially, these are two excerpts from the very first video biography I created, which was for my grandmother. Talked about that in a previous podcast. And uh, it, it takes the same story she tells, but one version is simply pure talking head, no bells and whistles. And then, and then there's another version, uh, the talking head plus, which incorporates some documentary style techniques, photos and 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 music and some sound effects. And you can very quickly see by comparing these two clips uh, what impact these documentary style techniques can have. Now, there's nothing to say that you have to do a documentary style program if you don't have the time or the budget. Just getting the stories on video is, is very important. Uh, in and of itself. But if you've got the time, you want to add some polish, uh, or you want to hire someone to add that polish for you, it's certainly worth considering and uh, taking a little time to to understand and appreciate the difference. So uh, if you can, go on, go on over to familylegacyvideo.info and see if you can play those clips. Uh, if you'd like to see uh, a lot of samples of the more documentary style pieces, I have a, a variety of excerpts from a number of video biographies I've done over the years on the familylegacyvideo.com site. That's my main site, so familylegacyvideo.com. And look under custom production. You'll see a, a tab for uh, a page called Sample Clips, and then you can just peruse that list of clips. And, and watching a few of those, if you've never watched a video biography before, will certainly give you a good idea of what the possibilities are. Now, the way I work in creating video biographies for my clients is I base them all on interviews. So I'll spend some time. We'll talk more about process in a in a later segment, but uh, I spend time uh, getting to know my clients or my storytellers, the folks I'll be interviewing, and uh, learning their stories, crafting questions. And so when we go in uh, to the interview, we're, we're kind of prepared, as prepared as we can be. And uh, shooting a very nice-looking and sounding interview. And then, depending on the budget, we'll incorporate as many other visuals and audio elements, like, like music and sound effects, as, as the budget will allow. Some, some other folks might prefer to do more uh, voiceover narration, you know, using that unseen narrator to kind of set up interview clips and bridge from one clip to another. Uh, I prefer not to do that because I like to have my storytellers be the ones telling the stories. You don't see or hear me in the final product. And, and the way I manage that is through editing, creative use of visuals, and making sure we've got really good questions that lead to answers that, that give me all the material I need. So when I, when I edit those answers together, it, it creates a, a nice 
unbroken flow, and it's the storyteller telling his or her stories. Now, I've mentioned uh, visuals. Okay, so what kinds of visuals can be used in a video biography? Well, essentially, you know, we can use anything that can be videotaped or scanned, and that helps to illustrate the subjects that the storyteller or storytellers are discussing uh, during their, their time on camera. So the kinds of visuals that can be used, we've certainly already mentioned still photos, and those are fantastic if you've got them. Newspaper and magazine clippings, you know, all sorts of things like diplomas, wedding announcements, uh, even plaques and trophies and medals and paintings and drawings and letters, all sorts of keepsakes, um, even childhood toys and 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 family videos uh, or family films that have been uh, transferred. Uh, to video can can be incorporated. And then if there's a budget for it, uh, I can certainly also go out and do archival research. So I've, I've gotten very experienced in finding those kinds of visuals that the family might not have. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, you'll see on, uh, on the sample clips page a piece called Bombs Away. Well, there was a gentleman who was a B-17 pilot in World War II flying out of England, and we talked during his interview about what a mission was like. And so I was able to go out and find some uh, film that had been produced by the government during World War II. And uh, I incorporated that into his uh, video biography to illustrate the kinds of things he was talking about that went on during a mission. And it worked very well. Also had a great audio um, uh, along with the the visuals, so uh, made for a very very dramatic segment. So I'd recommend you you go look at that, and that's a good example of how archival material can be incorporated into someone's video biography and give it a really big budget look and feel. I really love uh, the format. Uh, certainly, nearly since time began, I guess, and and uh, humans were telling stories. You know, people have been telling their stories using uh, scratching on caves and and then later uh, writing them down in print. And uh, so print, of course, has been around for a long, long time. But then audio came along, audio recordings, and then uh, film and, and visual recordings. So, uh, so now people are recording their stories that way as well. And I really love the video format because... Uh, Using video, I I can include all the elements of the storyteller's art, you know, incorporating images, spoken word, music, sound, text on screen, uh, graphics, things like maps and what have you. The 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 sky is the limit, pretty much, and uh, those are the kinds of things. While I have the greatest respect for uh, folks who work in print and for audio, because. Well, I work in audio as well. Uh, you know, you get, you, there's just another level to, to using video. Uh, you really get an emotional component. You can really see and hear the, the people telling the stories, get a sense of their personality. Uh, it's just great. It's just great. I, I love it. Now, certainly it may not be for everybody. Uh, plenty of people are still doing books and maybe audio-only projects. Well, like this podcast, audio-only, and that's perfectly fine. But uh, but I really love video. Uh, it's great for uh, preserving personal stories. But of course, it's not enough just to capture the stories. You know, we want our families uh, to come back or to want to come back and watch again and again. 
So these things I've been talking about are what lend production value or entertainment value to a personal video biography. Um, now, it's fine to do that. It, it's really great to do that as long as everything that's included, and this is something I'm a very big stickler about, is in service of the story, okay? So the visuals, the music, whatever you're using should support and enhance the storyteller's remembrances. If you're doing stuff that's distracting, if you're using visual techniques that just call attention to themselves, uh, you know, then you're detracting from the story because your viewers then are going to be saying, oh, wow, look at that camera angle or, oh, yeah, she was facing the camera and now she's like in profile and black and white and maybe upside down. You know, it's people can go a little wacky with techniques. So that's why I stick with basic uh, camera work. And when I say basic, I don't mean cheap, but I mean very high-end, um, great quality, uh, nice lighting, good sound. But but uh, I guess instead of, instead of basic, I should say classic. So I use classic techniques um, to uh, to help people tell their stories, and that that's just been working uh, fabulously. Um, I've been creating videos that tell stories first for corporate clients, and and now for individuals and families for over 38 years. So I know how to apply uh, this kind of creativity and, and the techniques that big budget productions use for, you know, a fraction of the cost. Not that I wouldn't like some of those big budgets, but <laughs> in this business, um, it was, they don't often, uh, uh, you know, we don't often get these million dollar budgets that say Ken Burns gets to work with. So, uh, so we learn how to do a fine job on, on something a little less. Now, there's certainly an advantage or advantages to working with a professional videographer like myself, and I'll cover, cover some of those advantages in another podcast, because there's a good deal involved in properly planning and producing a legacy video. You know, you don't just show up and knock at the front door and come in with your camera crew. Uh, but I do, I do want to leave you a tip if you're a do-it-yourselfer, especially if you're just getting started. Um, you know, the first thing I, I tell folks, uh, especially folks who are new to the video biography business or just to video biography as a whole, as a do-it-yourselfer, spend some time paying attention to the techniques that are used in video biographies or, or uh, I should say, in, in documentaries. Uh, so uh, tune into the History Channel. You know, look for a, a, a documentary that's showing that's of interest to you. Or get your hands on some documentaries, you know, by streaming or renting or buying them. You know, like Ken Burns' documentaries that I, that I mentioned earlier. And instead of just watching them and letting them flow over you, watch them critically, okay? Pay attention. And if you have to watch them three or four times, uh, that's fine, you know, to, to really drill down into them. But pay attention to how the interviews are staged. You know, how music and sound effects are used, uh, both within interviews, during narration, how, uh, how transitions are made, both visually from shot to shot, and, uh, and how audio uh, can figure in transitions as well, you know, music or sound effects. Look at how photos and, and other visual materials are incorporated into the program, and, and think about whether it's effective. It might not be for your taste. So, so look at what's being done. Think of, about whether it's effective and what you might do differently. And then experiment with those techniques on your own. You know, shoot a little interview or, uh, or just sit down and, and uh, uh, pull in some photos and other visuals into your, 
into your editing software and, and, and play around. And uh, with some time and practice, uh, you could use these same techniques to give your homemade videobiographies a, a, at least a bigger budget look and feel. So I think I've rambled on enough for this uh, episode. I hope I've given you an idea of what a video biography can be. And uh, to get a better idea, again, visit that sample clips page on familylegacyvideo.com. And after watching a, a few of those excerpts from a variety of custom personal legacy videos, you should have a better idea of the possibilities for you and your family. So that's it for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Legacy Video Lounge. And if you did and you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. I'd love to have you as a subscriber. And if you have any questions or comments, please email them to me at uh, steve at familylegacyvideo.com. Again, that's steve at familylegacyvideo.com. So thanks for listening. I'm Steve Pender, and uh, I'm reminding you that everyone has a story. Isn't it time you told yours? Yours.